Welcome to episode number two. Today, I have with me AJ Belts. He's the Youth Rush and Bible Work Coordinator and assistant to the LMD of the Central California Conference. Today, the topic is sexual sin and the young person in ministry and how to overcome if you find yourself struggling even though you quote-unquote work for God and are in ministry. Today, as you listen, please keep in mind that this podcast contains the uncensored conversations and stories of individuals who are and have overcome sexual addiction. However, each episode is Christ-centered and victory-focused. Welcome to the Victory Talk Podcast, where we share stories that inspire and practical tips to help you gain the victory over sexual temptation. All right, brother man, welcome to the Victory Talk podcast. It's a real blessing to be able to talk with you today. Good to be here. Awesome, awesome. So just introduce you a little bit to the podcast universe I like to do with everyone talk to. Just tell us a little, about, a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what do you do now, and briefly just a little bit about how you met Christ. Awesome. Yeah, so my name's AJ, and I currently I work with uh, Literature Ministries in uh in california i i help run youth rush programs and also work uh with bible workers and so i'm involved in a lot of ministry throughout the year and um how i met christ well it was it was through uh a series of circumstances but but just to share with you a quick few highlights i was a teenager in my mid-teens and i sat down one day to play uh video games and i i had a huge collection of video games and as I sat down to play the video games, I saw on my shelf, it just caught the corner of my eye, a, a, a Bible sitting there. And it was, it, had, it was covered in dust. It hadn't been touched in a while. I don't even know why it was there. But I had the strangest conviction that I needed to read that Bible before I could play video games. Huh. And so I, yeah, so I got up there. I opened it up. I read the, the Bible for like two minutes. And then I played the, the video games for two hours. <laughs> but uh, ever since that experience... The Bi- uh, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't play my video games without reading the Bible. And uh, wow. slowly but surely, God, yeah, God worked through that. And he, the Bible became more and more important. And the other things in the world became less and less important. And uh, through a series of you know, godly mentors, um, I decided to, to pursue uh, a life in ministry. And here I am today. Amen. Wow, that's powerful. Powerful testimony. Seeing how God has... Has brought you? I'm just curious. Were you raised Adventist yourself, or Christian, or anything like that? Well, when I was a, a little baby, actually, I was baptized by a priest into the <laughs> Catholic Church. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I was, I guess I was sprinkled as an infant. Okay. Um, but then uh, when I was four years, three or four, somewhere in there, uh, a colporter actually came by our door and sold my dad some books, and. Uh, and then eventually we started, uh, we looked up and started going to a local Adventist church. So I was, I was raised Adventist at okay. a young age. Nice. So you went from your family being changed and God working through a Cole Porter to now working with Cole Porters, exactly. impacting other people's <laughs> lives. That's awesome. That's actually similar to my family. My family was brought into church with the Cole Porter as well. So that's super cool. Wow. While we jump right in, what I thought we would talk about today is um, just dealing with sexual sin. Um, I think this is, this is a podcast, this, this one interview specifically would be, um, aimed for the young people like myself, yourself, and people we know who are in ministry, 
young people in ministry who love the Lord genuinely, spend time with God every morning in the devotions, want to see Jesus come back, who are on fire for God, but they're struggling, you know? And so I guess my, one of my first questions um, I would have for you, you work with a lot of young people. I know you mentioned you work with youth rush programs. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that sexual sin is a problem for young people in ministry? We've already talked in previous pod, in podcast interviews on how it is a problem for young people in general, but specifically for those in ministry, do you think it affects them as well? It, it absolutely does tremendously. I've known, I've known scores of young people in ministry who have been struggling with sexual sin. Um, and I believe that it's God's people that, that the enemy uh, attacks even more specifically in this area. And so there's, there's no doubt that there's, there's even more people uh, that, that, that are mm. struggling in ministry that I don't even know about. Mm-hmm. I, I feel you. I feel you. So then why do you think they never open up about it? Why do we never hear about it? Because we kind of know innately, you and I and other people, we kind of know innately this is, this is a problem. So why do you think it's never talked about? You know, uh, I think the bottom line is that it's it's a shameful, embarrassing topic, um, and you know, I mean, sex in, in, is a sacred thing that, that mm-hmm. God has given us, and so it's it's something that that we just naturally are a little more cautious about when we talk about anyway, uh, and so you know that that that's understandable, but also I think that um, in in our in our culture, and I don't just mean Christian culture, but I mean in, in our culture here in the United States, it's um, it's it's very it's just very taboo to to open up to someone else uh, that you're you're you know with the fact that you're struggling with mm-hmm. anything, and so so it's awkward to come up to you know and tell anybody whether you're in the church or in the world or whatever mm-hmm. and say, hey, I'm really struggling, I need help. You know, we we the, our culture is kind of you know we have this sense that we're you know, we, we kind of can pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We can kind of handle things our own. We're, we're the lone ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're the, you know, the, that, that kind of idea. And, it, and in the church, you know, the, um, to, to, to make a profession of spirituality and Christ, Christianity and yet mm-hmm. be struggling with something that, that uh, the culture, our culture views as very simple, very awkward, very whatever, uh, it's it's really hard to open up about that you know it's it's who's and and, and by the way even if you were to open up with uh, to it how do you know you know this person is a safe person to talk to and so there's just Mm -hmm. all kinds of barriers that you know that that keep people from opening up and so they uh they just continue you know to Mm -hmm. live in the darkness so to speak in this on this issue and that's one of the reasons people continue to struggle with it I see. I see. So then how would you, how would you counsel the young person struggling right now? I know you probably, you, I, I, I'm sure young people have come and talked to you about these different issues. I know I personally have come to you in the past um, and talk, mentioned different things. Um, well, how do you counsel the young person who's struggling and wants, and wants victory? Well, the first thing I, I like to point out is that it says in John six thirty seven that he who come, this is Jesus speaking, he who comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. Hmm. So you, you, you know, the first thing that, that Satan does to anybody when they sin uh, is that he, he puts these ideas in our mind that we are sinful, we're separated from God, and, and that mm-hmm. we, 
you know, we're, we're alienated from him and we have this sense of distance from God. That's, that's something that Satan, it's, it's, it's good to feel guilty uh, for our sins, but we should never let guilt, we should never let sin uh, keep us from going to him directly and immediately. And we shouldn't let feelings of separation dominate and control us because Jesus says, he who comes to me, I will in no wise cast out the worst sinner in the world. If, if he turned and came to Jesus right now, Jesus would immediately embrace him. He would immediately uh, accept him. There's, there's no one that, that Jesus will not, uh, will not take back if they, if they come to him. And so Satan uses feelings of guilt. He uses uh, lots of different thoughts when we sin, uh, like we've gone too far or there's no hope for us. Or there's, there's lots and lots of different, um, you know, mental distortions uh, uh, that Satan gives us that keeps people from turning to God. So the first thing I would say is go to Jesus. Go to him. He, he, you know, Jesus loves you the same before your sin, during your sin, and after your sin. Mm. And, and, and it even says in, in the book Steps to Christ that, that in our darkest hour, that's when Christ draws the closest to us. So, so you just you have to keep that, that mental uh, picture in your mind. Christ is close to you. He wants you to come to him. He will not turn away from you, even in your sin. Even while, while you're, you're, you're giving into the sin, you can, go to, you can talk to Jesus and you can say, Lord, I, have, I, I am out of control of my body right now. But, but mm-hmm. I, I want to come to you and just, just give myself to you, and I, I pray that you will lead me to victory. So that's the first thing I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second thing I would want to say is that culturally, in, our, in, our ch- in church, in Christian culture in general, uh, s- sexual sin is, is a very sh- taboo, uh, shameful thing, as we just discussed. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but the reality is uh, that, that this sin is is not any worse than other sins that people commit okay so um we 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 commit sexual sin and we feel horrible about it and we feel terrible but then we'll go and we'll light we'll tell a lie to somebody or we'll have you know spiritual pride or we'll have you know we'll steal something you know we'll i don't know we'll i'm just a random example we'll go and illegally download music or something and we don't feel we're like oh you know I'm, i probably shouldn't have done that you know, like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, but but when it comes to sexual sin we just feel horrible well i think we're, we're we don't judge sin the way god judges sin and and i think that sometimes that that messes us up we feel like when you've committed sexual sin yes it's bad it's sinful god wants to get you away from it but I, sometimes our our sense of of guilt and shame is is disproportionate uh to to um the what we've actually done you know, if you, mm-hmm. so, so that's one thing we need to keep straight. We need to be like, okay, listen, I'm a sinner and I just sinned. You know, what, what's, this is, this is not surprising. Yes, Jesus wants to transform my life, but I need to, you, we need to keep mentally in our mind that just because, just because we fell again to sin does not mean we have to feel absolutely horrible about ourselves. We have to, we have to uh, remember that um, we're sinners and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we need to feel bad about all sin. So anyway, that's that's that. the reason I'm bringing these points up that that tend to affect our minds is because mentally uh, Satan that's where Satan really just has a field day is when we commit the sin Satan leads us through all kinds of of dark you know uh, mental uh, struggles that keep us away from victory keep us from Christ keep us from doing what we need to do so those are the first uh, counsels I would give. No, I love it. I really appreciate it, AJ, especially. Um, the whole part where you're talking about the mental struggle, I've experienced that myself, where it's 
after like specifically after I've, you know, fallen um, in one of those areas or something and really just like being tortured in my mind, like, man, like I just feel that, that feeling of regret and that feeling of just being so far away from God as if he, and like he's forsaken you and he would never want you back, you know, just being so cast mm-hmm. off. And it reminds me, you might know where this quote is found. I don't know. I'm, I've, I've been looking for where Ellen White says that basically when we fall, we sin and Satan, Satan like wants to throw that in the face of God. But if we get back up, apply Proverbs 24, 16, for the righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. If we get back up and we, and we claim the forgiveness of God, claim the cleansing of his blood and move forward, it's, it's almost, it almost has more power than if we hadn't fallen because now we're showing the, the universe, like, look, look, guys, yes, I fell, but the power of Christ is much stronger than, than anything we can ever do, you know? So, yes. So that's, that's, that's just something I was thinking about. I was reminded of while you were, you were talking. I loved it. So the biggest part of this podcast is the practical aspect. Um, yes. You know, how, wh- what are some practical ways, maybe the, the ways that have helped you, things you've applied or things you've seen other people do, things you know of? What are some practical things that we as young people can do to have victory and to maintain victory? Very good question. And this is, this is, you know, so the practical elements are, this is, you know, these are the tools, these are, this is how we get the victory. And so once we have a mindset of, of, you know, we understand God's grace, his forgiveness, that, that he who comes to me, I will in no wise cast out that, that Jesus, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness, Amen. you know, uh, you know, repeatedly. He, so once we have that mindset, then, then it's, it's time to get into the practical uh, elements. And so um, the, the place to start is confession of your sin and, and praying to God and uh, going through that process. But here's, here's, where, here's where I find the, um, you know, the practical elements, they, here's where I find another struggle. When we go to apply the practical elements, a lot mm-hmm. of people misunderstand a very important principle. There's a lot of things I can say right now that, that would be practical and helpful, but I want to just state this one principle here first, and that is this. A lot of times, uh, God is waiting to, to give us power to overcome. He's waiting for us to show faith in him. Hmm. So, for example, the woman who had, for 12 years had the flow of blood, she had to show faith in Jesus by, by getting, pressing through the crowd and touching his garment. Uh, Naaman, when he was healed of his leprosy, he, he, God wanted to heal him. Uh, Elisha said, you can be healed, but you have, to, you have to do something first. You have to go dip in the, in the Jordan River seven times. Mm-hmm. And he went and he dipped seven times in the muddy Jordan River and his leprosy was healed. Now, now here's the thing. Hydrotherapy does not heal leprosy. Okay? <laughs> what, healed, what healed Naaman was was the fact that he showed faith in God's word. Wow. God said, go do this and you'll be healed. Naaman said, at first Naaman's like, no, I'm not going to do this. But afterward he, he went and did it mm-hmm. by showing that, taking that step of faith, the power of God was enabled to come in there and cleanse him of leprosy. The same thing is wow. true with sin. So for example, God, God says, you want to be, you know, we go to God and say, God, please forgive me of my sin. He does. 
then we say, God, please give me victory. And he says, and he says, okay, I will give you victory, but first you got to, you have to have, you have to exercise faith in me. How do we mm -hmm. exercise faith in God for victory over the sexual sin? Well, the first thing is, it says in uh, Psalm 119, verse, uh, verses um, 11 through 13 there, where it says, uh, wherewithal, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. And, and then it says, uh, with my whole heart have I sought thee, let me not wonder from my commandments. The key verse is this, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Hmm. And so there's, there's numerous Bible verses that deal with sexual sin. I mean, there's multitudes of them. There's Job 31, one, uh, where it says, uh, I've made the covenant with my eyes. Uh, why then should I look upon a young woman? Um, and there's, there's, there's so many more. There's Jesus. He comments in Matthew five and he says, you know, talks about looking at a woman lustfully. Um, the, the Bible says here that, that we, if we memorize these scriptures, this is one of the keys to getting victory over hmm. sin. How can a young man cleanse his way? And so how many of us have started memorizing scripture? but then kind of, kind of, you know, drop the ball and not kept up with it. If you want to have victory over sexual sin, you got to, you got to have some, you got to show serious faith in God because it's a, it's a difficult sin to overcome. And by one of the ways you show faith in God is by memorizing scripture, uh, like a beast. You, you get those, you find those Bible verses, you get them in your head, you repeat them to yourself mm -hmm. throughout the day. And also, especially at the, the, the moments of temptation, uh, a big one for me that was personally a huge blessing in my life as, as God was giving me victory was first, uh, first Thessalonians chapter four um, and verse three, mm -hmm. where it says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. And so there's just lots of these verses that the, the mm. next thing. So there's more stuff here. Um, there's more uh, things I want to bring. I want to bring up here. Practical tips. Another step is controlling the imagination. Mm. All right. So if you are, um, if you're saying in, to God that you want to have victory over sin and you are allowing yourself to go where, where your imagination can be, you know, is going to be dragged through the gutter. Uh, you know, that's not, that's not showing faith in God. You have to, you have to have faith. In, he says in Philippians four to, to meditate on things pure truths worthy of good report. And so, if you go to, so for example, I mean, if you're watching videos or movies or, or whatever, on, on if, you're, if you're scrolling, web surfing, and you're on Facebook or wherever, and you're allowing yourself to go where, where images are going to pop up that are going to be a temptation to you, that's going to, that, those images are going to cause your, uh, your imagination to, to, to struggle, to spiral out of control. Mm -hmm. This is a tough one. We, we really have to guard ourselves. You know, an alcoholic cannot allow himself to walk down a street where there's a bar. Uh, you know, somebody who's addicted to smoking uh, cannot, you know, walk down the, uh, the the cigarette aisle at the store. This, you know, they can't keep cigarettes in the house. So you have to you have to control your imagination. You have to. Um, in fact, there's a crazy, amazing quote uh, where Ellen White says that when we when we strive to to bring our imagination back to God, that He will draw it to Himself like the magnet. But we have to make that effort. We have to make that. So there's a supernatural power wow. there where God will help us control our imagination. But we have to make the effort by, by you know, steering clear of places that are going to tempt our imagination. Mm -hmm. um, some, you know, now some of so it depends on with a level of addiction that you're struggling with. If you if you have a smartphone and you are struggling uh, with Safari, you know, like web surfing to websites or whatever that have bad stuff. 
you're going to have to either one restrict your iPhone or restrict your Android, or if that's not enough, then you're going to have to get rid of your smartphone until you have self-control again. If mm-hmm. you have self-control, uh, you know, a smartphone is a great tool, but if you don't have self-control, it's going to, it's going to be a, the tool that's going to destroy your, your eternal life. And so mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that's another principle, by the way. I just, I'm just kind of leading into a third step here. Jesus, he says in Matthew chapter 5, I believe it's verse 27, or it's right near there where he says, um, if, you're, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. He's, he's saying take extreme measures like, you know, to, to overcome sin is what Jesus is saying there. Um, I know for, in the interest of time, I'm just going to kind of breeze through a few more things here, um, Isaac. Mm-hmm. But, but here's, here's another big one. Young men, uh, need, particularly young women as well, but young men particularly need hardcore exercise. Um, mm, I like it. It says, it says there, there are so many benefits to exercise. Uh, and when it comes to our sexual nature, okay, we have, we have a thing in our bodies called testosterone that is mm-hmm. basically like, it's like, you know, gasoline on a fire. All right. And, and so when that testosterone gets moving and, and the, you know, our passions are, are a powerful thing and, and it's a good thing and it's time and place, but, but um, it's very difficult to control if we're, if we're somebody who struggles with sexual sin. One of the things that helps regulate and modify uh, and subdue our, our passions, our testosterone, our hormones is exercise. Now I'm not talking wow. about, you know, walking up and down the street. I'm talking about exercise that makes you sweat. Um, it, it, I mean, you can, we don't have time to get into the scientific aspect of this, but exercise, mm-hmm. Ellen White herself says the quote in my character and personality where she says young men need, and you can, you can look up this, you can look this up. The key word is young men need stern, severe exercise. Okay. She wow. tells a lot of people that they need to, they need walk. They need to walk. Okay. Walk. But for young men, we need stern, severe exercise. If you do those things. Okay. So if you do mm-hmm. these things, if you, if you memorize scripture, if you cut off your right hand and pluck out your eye, so to speak, if you if you strive to control your imagination, if you exercise, mm-hmm. if you get account, if you get accountability, you find a good accountability partner who you can trust, uh, and then you also have um, you have good dietary habits. Okay, eating eating junk food at night is not going to, uh, you know, again, there's there's scientific evidence to back this up, but it's going to it's going to affect your your levels of self control and, and so mm. forth. If you, if you take all of these steps, if you do all of these things and you say, God, I'm doing these things consistently and faithful and and in faith uh, to, to, to exercise faith in you, God is going to step in. He's going to recognize our act of faith and he's going to step in with supernatural power and brother, you're going to have victory. Sister, you're going to have victory. God is greater than sin. He's just waiting for, he's waiting for the human element to show faith in him. But just like Naaman, who, who had to show faith by dipping in the, in the water. He's waiting for us to show faith through these, these methods that he's, uh, you know, are in his word in the spirit of prophecy, etc. Amen. Amen. AJ, I appreciate everything. I wish I could had time to comment all of on all of what you said. Powerful stuff. I especially like the, the part about the exercise. Oh, I have an episode completely dedicated. Where I, I have a friend, he, you know, has his own Instagram page where he does a lot of health stuff. And we're talking about that as well. Just the importance of taking care of our bodies, not just spiritually, but physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, taking care of ourselves, you know, 
and that can help us and find temptation. Awesome stuff. So just in closing, what's one Bible verse? You've, you've shared a, a, a bunch, but what's one Bible verse you'd like to leave us with that we can claim throughout the rest of this week? When we're tempted, when we're struggling, when we're down, something we can claim this week. Good question. You know what I would say? I would say we already know from First Thessalonians 4, chapter, uh, chapter 4, verse 3, that it is God's will that we overcome this sin. Mm-hmm. But, but he says in 1 John 5, 14 and 15, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I would say pray, pray for victory and know, claim that verse and say, God, I'm praying according to your, your will for me. Your will for my life is victory here. There's no question about that. And, and when we pray with that, conf- we can have confidence to know that he's hearing and he's working mightily to save us. Amen. I love it. That's First John 5, 14. I love it. Amen, bro. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been awesome having you here with us. Um, yeah, thank you so much, man. Blessings. Blessings. Hey friends, thank you again so much for joining us today on today's podcast. I pray that you were encouraged and inspired to keep fighting one day at a time. Please feel free to subscribe, rate, and more importantly, share this podcast with those around you. And most of all, never give up and keep talking victory.